Hey, welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. I am Lily. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, and I am the host of the Healing She Got Faith talk show. Healing She Got Faith is an organization that was created for adults who are dealing with grief and or on their self-love journey. During this talk show, we talk about grief, healing, self-love, but overall, we are encouraging you to love you the way you love the world okay so we thank you all for tuning in happy monday good afternoon welcome to the healing she got faith show i am lily i am your host and thank you so much for being here today welcome to episode 87 we are still in our grief season series today we are talking about grief is not linear Grief is not linear. (laughs) Oh, man. This is a powerful topic because um, in this episode, I'm going to be solely speaking from experience. Like, I'm even going to set my laptop away, and I'm solely going to be speaking from experience with this topic because I am just going to walk you through how I made this discovery. I even have a shirt from my line it's okay to grieve. <laughs> so yes, you guys can check out our merchandise at healingshegotfaith.com slash shop. So just a couple reminders for September. This is the last week of September, but it was is Suicide Prevention Month. So just remember a couple tidbits that we discussed in the intro last week was Do not be scared to talk about suicide. Learn the warning signs. Let go of all of your judgments that you have that is dealing with suicide. And then find find trusted resources and organizations that can help educate you on that. Learn some of the warning signs. Learn some of the the statistics and just things that play a factor into why people decide um, whether they are going to follow through with their suicide ideation, why they had suicide ideation. If you know a survivor, which is somebody who is a living relative of someone who died by suicide, or if you know a survivor attempt, which is somebody who knows or experienced someone who had a suicide attempt and they did not buy they did not die by suicide. So just learn and death is uncomfortable for us and for whatever reason when you add suicide to that it's even more uncomfortable and that's you know that could be because of societal norms that could be because of religion or just it's scary so let's just start educating ourselves about that but today we are going to hop into grief is not linear here at healing she got faith No matter if we're on the podcast, no matter if we have a guest, and no matter if we're at a conference, a professional development, any type of workshop, we always do one icebreaker, which really is just me bringing a bunch of affirmation cards, and we pick them, and we say if they resonate with this, why or why not, and we discuss it. It's a great icebreaker for any type of activity. It really gets people talking. You get people kind of comfortable. It really... um, beats the traditional icebreaker of like the awkwardness of trying to get people's names and stuff like that but instead we ask really intense 
questions and or we just read some things and we read out loud and we say does it resonate why or why not a lot of times on top of that you just get people to be more comfortable in starting conversation and people start to be engaged so healing she got faith we do that no matter what and we'll always do it so here for this segment we will always welcome to our icebreaker segment So we are going to jump right into our icebreaker, which we are picking from the self-care empowerment cards. Two cards fell out while I was shuffling, so we went with those two. So the first card says, what are some things that truly make me happy? How can I do more of these? What truly makes me happy is to rest, to go out top golf has been my thing i really enjoy my time at top golf i really enjoyed the ocean and the beach um i really enjoy quality time and i really enjoy being around people who are on this healing journey like this authentic healing journey like not just doing stuff but like people who have their good days and bad days and can be honest about it how can I do more of these? Well, the beach, I just need to marry somebody rich. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm out of post today. Um, my ultimate goal is I want to buy or have property on an island. I think eventually I will move to an island um, and be a citizen and grow up in a village. I think I belong in a village setting. So eventually I will get there. Um I'm currently working on meeting people and meeting, um, just meeting different types of people. I have a lot of good people in my life, a lot of supporters, a lot of people who send me thoughts and prayers, but I'm really, really praying and searching for those people who will get, you know, hands to the ground dirty with me in this thing called life. So, and also too, I'm searching for my husband. So if you're listening to this, I'm ready for you. Come find me, come get me now. Okay. <laughs> but, um, just resting, I think setting boundaries like even with working multiple jobs right now running my business and things like that um definitely sticking to my schedule sticking to my routine going to bed at 8 30 waking up at 5 not doing things past a certain time um being outside exercising making those things a priority so being very intentional with myself so i think that is it okay so the second card says how can i think outside of the box how can i push myself out of my comfort zone let me tell you I definitely pushed myself out of a comfort zone recently. I have this new job. Obviously, I keep talking about it. But um, something something in the presentation came up that the CEO was presenting. And I was like, I would be good at that. And so I had opportunities to talk to him at lunch. But I kind of chickened out. And I didn't. Okay. So in the middle of... A presentation I had to go to the bathroom so I ran to the bathroom I come from the bathroom and who's right there it's the CEO just me and him and so like I just walked up to him and kind of just pitched the idea to him spoke to HR and really just like kind of sold myself like I heard you guys talk about this I think I would be really good now mind you I'm brand new to the company like most of these people don't know me from a can of paint you feel me so um but just you know hey I heard this I think I would really be good at that I'm I'm interested basically and I think for me like those moments that I'm scared that I think people are going to deny me try anyway just try anyway the second thing I would say is recently especially since I have gone back to work and people look 
are looking at me sideways like, ah, oh, you an entrepreneur. Da, da, da. Being confident, being confident in my journey and being confident and I know what I'm doing and being confident in I'm doing what's best for myself and not letting people dictate if I gave up or not because nobody has lived this journey and if you listen to last episode where I was literally crying on the episode um just knowing that it's been a long road and I had to do what was best for me and in this season this is what's best for me and so that's just what it is and I think thinking outside the box and pushing myself out of my comfort zone is for me, it's always been an issue of like, well, what's everybody else doing? What's everybody else going to think of Lisa? What's everybody else going to blah, 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 blah. And right now it's like, I don't really give a fuck what anybody thinks, but Lisa. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're going to stick with that answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump right into the topic. And now you are entering into the main course meal of the episode, which is the topic. So you can always find the topics either in the show notes or on the calendar or on social media. But this is the portion where we literally break down the topic and just have a real life discussion of life. So enjoy the episode hope you take something good from me always remember to love you the way you love the world all right and welcome to the topic of the day i'm not gonna lie to y'all i think this episode is gonna be nice quick and easy because i had notes but i realized the notes didn't align with what i wanted to talk about and so we just gonna wing it and we just gonna do what we gotta do for this episode okay and so at the beginning i said this episode was going to be my pure opinion and perspective anyway so we just gonna roll with that and just you know make it happen so grief so this is episode 87 grief season this we're in our grief season series grief is not linear so if you've ever taken a grief group of my if you've ever been to a presentation that I've done, I'm very open. If you've been listening to this podcast for long, I am very open with, I do not believe in the stages of grief. I do not believe that they are stages. With that being said, I do think that we can use the stages as a foundation or as a learning tool, but I don't necessarily think that they are stages because in grief, it's, it's never linear. And so we're going to talk about that. A lot of people think that grieving is just like something we get over and it's never something like a lot of people tell us you get better with time things get better you start to feel better and I think there's good intentions but I also think that's a complete lie how I viewed it was it becomes a new normal and I can't tell you who taught me that I can't I'm sure I read it somewhere because nothing is new under the sun so I'm sure that I read it somewhere I'm sure that I you know got the idea from somebody else but from experience time has not made it better I have had my up and down days I have had times where I have really really struggled when I bought my first house, when I bought my first property, which I bought them a week apart, 
it was very hard for me because I didn't have my parents here to see that. When I was graduating, I was not the happiest because my parents were not here. And a lot of people be like, oh, they'll always be with you. They're, they're looking down on you. And while that all has good intentions for me, that did not mean anything. Um, it took for me to heal and really walk through my pain to really see what would make me feel better. And part of that was me realizing that my relationship with my father didn't die when he died. My relationship with my mother didn't die when she died. The relationship is still here, but in death, there is a new relationship. Now that I did read in a book, um, it was a grief book. I have to find the resources, but because I, I don't remember it off the top of head. But I remember a church gave it to me, and I remember the author was from St. Louis. But I got the book in New York, and so I thought that was really cool. I don't know nothing about the author. I think it was he was a pastor too. I don't know nothing about him, but I remember reading that. I was like, oh, he's from St. Louis. But anyways, <laughs> I did read that in a book. I think a lot of it too was researching grief. I had to research what grief was like. Because I felt absolutely insane. Like, I wanted to get diagnosed with something. Because grief does that to you. I wanted to get diagnosed with, like, bipolar, schizophrenia, personality disorder. I mean, I wanted, I wanted something. Because the death of my mom almost drove me crazy. It almost took me out. I wasn't, I didn't have any, like, suicide ideation. But my health was gone like I had gained over 150 pounds I probably went from like 150 160 to like over 250 pounds and now I'm like trying to lose the weight and get back healthy because yeah um anyways <laughs> got really dark um but yeah so grief um, grief does that. And so I think a lot of people, we really try to, we really try to like figure out what grief is and we try to see like, how do we fix it? How do we get over this and all that good stuff? And the reality is we don't like, it's not something that you get over and it's not something that we can actually like understand and see. Um, and it's complicated. It is complicated. It is. You almost can't explain it, to be honest with you. And I like that's kind of why I'm hesitating right now because I don't have any notes and so I'm kind of nervous. Like, uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Long story short, grief is not linear. The stages don't exist because the stages are not in and out one way or another. Our stages go up and down. Our stages have different things that they're doing. People die in the most tragic way. I don't know. But what I do know is in order for me to get an inkling of better, I had to step back and rest. It's an absolute roller coaster. I know like 
policies would tell us you got three days of bereavement and that's not enough whatsoever. I couldn't imagine losing a child and only having three days to recover. Like, I don't even know how that makes sense. Um, but, you know, that's why I'm not a policymaker. <laughs> um, it takes a lot. Grief forces you to be honest grief forces like forces you to be honest and we'll talk about this in the next episode where I actually talk about like my experience with grief and sitting in agonizing pain but for today like I don't think I can stress this enough it's not linear everybody grieves differently you can bury somebody and not have any emotions and then three years later you're you're in pain you can lose five people in one year and each time you have you have, you know, experienced grief differently. So I think by now we can all agree and understand that, you know, grief isn't linear, right? Um, grief changes us. Linear means that something goes in a straight line or some type of order. But with grief, there is no order. It really is an individual journey. People grieve differently. Some people are silent, some people don't cry, others are loud, some lose their appetite. I mean, really, you can attend a funeral and not cry, and then like 10 years later, you feel the pain, or you smell something, or something just reminds you. Like, um, a couple episodes ago, we talked about triggers, so maybe you're triggered into that. But people grieve differently. Um, Sometimes we think people are holding it in, like, oh, you're not crying, so you're not allowing yourself to grieve. But in actuality, like, maybe that is how that person is grieving. A person doesn't have to cry in order to grieve. I do believe that we have to allow ourselves space to grieve. Like, that's that's a little bit different. But we also want to allow ourselves space to grieve in the way that we need to grieve, not necessarily how other people think we need to grieve. The best thing that we all can honestly do is allow a person who is grieving tell us what they need because there is no answer to grief and I think that is the hardest part about grief it doesn't make sense um we have all these resources and things of that nature and I think that's just it be able to provide safe spaces and resources for people who are grieving but at the end of the day like if somebody says, I miss my mom, like, for example, if I come on this podcast and I'm like, I really miss my dad today, don't jump in the comments and be like, oh, he's with you. Just give me that space so I can feel it. If, like, um, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, um, it's the five-year anniversary of the car accident. Um, was it this episode or another episode? Anyways, um what's today today's the 25th so it is the fifth anniversary of the car accident coming up and I remember like a couple weeks ago hanging out with some friends and I'm like we can hang out on that day but it's the anniversary of the accident so I could feel good but I also could feel sad so it's really up to you and what you can hold and one of the friends was like well we'll just see how you're feeling and I'm like no like as my friend be there for me like as my friend, you know, make it to where I hang out with you, make it to where I'm with you, like, don't 
don't go based off of my feelings. Like, I need you. I need people. And so, like, providing that space. And it is okay if you don't have the space or capacity to handle, like, somebody who's grieving and things of that nature. Say that, but don't just dismiss it. Like, well, we'll just see how you're feeling. No, like, plan something. (laughs) I think when it comes to grief, that is the best thing that we can do for any of our loved ones who are hurting is plan something but be prepared if they just don't feel like doing it don't try to force them don't don't try any of that but I think the one thing that I could say with grief is like it did give me a voice it allowed me to advocate for myself I clearly know who I am I'm able to say what it is I want and don't want and things of that nature so you know but you know I say that but it took me years to get here. It wasn't just a, I just allowed myself to grieve and that was it. I went through a lot of ups and downs before I even realized like what it was that I was feeling. Because like grief is so hard. Like in reality, we want to just accept it from the jump. Um, and if we do look at the stages, you have denial, you have bargaining, you have anger, you have depression some some people even added healing in the stages like we want to go through them in chronological order because it makes sense to us because we live in a society that wants us to do everything in chronological order but with grief it just doesn't exist especially like in my case with my mom like there was a two-year like um investigation that went on with her and my brother in the accident like they just had to do stuff like they took our um took her car as evidence and just you know just to see you know they drug tested both of my mom and my just to see like who was at fault and so the investigations take a long time and so thinking about that like I wasn't able to grieve right away so like there's some new policies especially since insurance some insurances are actually starting to cover grief but like some of them say that chronic grief only lasts a year or something silly like that I I forgot the diagnosis someone told me someone I know recently got diagnosed with a grief diagnosis and um one of the things like one of the things in the policy says like well this diagnosis only lasts for a year but this person I know for a fact she has lost multiple kids all her parents grandparents grandkids um daughter-in-law I mean she's lost so many people in like probably a span of 10 to 15 years and this stuff is back to back like I would say for the last 10 to 15 years probably like three to four deaths a year so like in that case as a policymaker, you can't really say that grief is only gonna last a year because it's just not possible like if you lose three kids in a year like let's be real do you think the grief and I get it like, do you, do you think the grief is just going to end? Sorry, I be cutting my I be cutting myself off when I speak. <laughs> um, like, let's be real. Like, you, you won't. You know what I'm saying? You won't just get over it. Um, but I also get it from, like, a business and policy perspective. Like, we need numbers. We need data. We need things of that. Like, at some point, we have to put a cutoff according to policies. I'm not speaking about in real life. But according to policy, at some point, we do need a cutoff. I think they need to 
I think these policies need to these policymakers need to collect more data in order to give a more realistic time. But because of policies like the three day rule, you got three days of bereavement. And then like even sometimes like if you look into these policies, it'll say like three days of bereavement for um, immediate family. But like, yeah, like I have a family where um, my family isn't necessarily blood family but like their family and so according to these policies I wouldn't be able to grieve them but like if one of them were to pass away I would have to take off like months of work like I did with my mom these policies don't allow for that and so um there there's discrepancies in that as well but anyways we're getting into a whole different topic my point is we want the answer for grief and we want things to go in ABC order. But with grief, that will never happen. Also, mo- most of the time, people who are dealing with a bereaver, which would be us, the people who are grieving, we want them to be happy. We want people to be happy. And the thing about it is we cannot control that. That is not up to us whether they are happy or not. The only thing we can do is provide space for them. And we allow the person who is grieving to tell us what they need and what they don't. And you can say, hey, I don't really have the capacity to deal with your grief today. And that's why I would rather you say that than ignore them or ghost them or keep canceling on them. Let them know, like, hey, I'm not in the space. But, like, don't be scared to send them a card. Don't be scared to send them um what's it called to send them lunch don't be scared to drop off flowers don't be scared to buy them like the little things matter so if you know somebody is grieving and they're really hurting don't be scared to take that extra step and send them something um take them to the park take them to the park and just let them cry I remember I I was going through a breakup and I was grieving this breakup and I was in college I wasn't even in I don't even think I was a social work major at this point but I was really, really grieving. And I had a friend who, she was like, let's go to the park. We just gonna run around the pond. She knew I liked water. I didn't like to run, but I, I get what she was doing. And so at one point we sit down and I just lay on this concrete guy and just start bawling. And she let me, she did as she said, are you okay? And I was like, I think I just need to let, let go. And she was like, well, let go. And she laid next to me and let me cry. I think she cried too eventually. But like just provide space. There is no answer to grief. I understand it's uncomfortable. I understand you don't want to be around somebody who's constantly sad, but that's grief. Grief is different from depression. Like depression is chronic, like chronically um sad. And it doesn't like there's different types of depression and I'm not going to get into that right now, but The difference between grief and depression is depression typically has a longer lasting, if not forever, sadness. Grief is really surrounded by the loss. And so that's how we can do it. Um, How you say the word? Different? You know what? Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) That's how we can tell the difference. I'm saying it in my head. I can't say it out loud. Um, But yeah, anyways. So unfortunately if it's been two to three weeks even if it's been a year of a loss like especially that one year mark or around that grief season like that one year the two year the three year oh my god like let me tell y'all I was watching this TikTok of um this 
marine biologist, but she's been watching whales. And so there was a whale, and I don't know the full story because um, I don't understand marine biology and all that, but there was a whale that was born on Christmas Day in, uh, in some body of water. And that was really significant because that doesn't typically happen. But anyways, um, the whale was real, real sick or whatever. And so this marine biologist, I think she's a marine biologist. I'm going to just call her the whale lady. So this whale lady, she and her people would like every year go and watch these whales. And like they had names. They knew the families. Like they could tell them apart. And so she said one day... Um, they saw their families of, of whales, and they saw one family, they saw two families, they saw three families, but then this fourth family, they saw the whales kind of acting different. And so um, there was one whale that was, like, really, really acting different, and then they didn't see the whale that was born on um, Christmas Day. And so with that, they assumed... Um, they checked the tracker. She was seen like the night before, but that morning that they saw the whale, she was not seen. So it was assumed that she passed away sometime during the night or in the morning time. So she was like, it was really, really sad. But then they came back a year later to the date and her siblings, the whale's siblings came back to the place where they assumed the whale had died. And she said, it's 2023 the whales have been doing that for three years so even non-human things experience grief and i tell that story because it was so powerful because the lady said in the tiktok whales don't have iphones calendars but they remember the time and place of what caused them hurt they remember the loss and every year those animals come back and mourn and praise the place where they lost their loved one. As humans, we do that too. Grief is not linear. When it comes around that time of our loss, our bodies, remember, we have a biological clock. They, it remembers. We remember. And we operate on how we feel with that loss. So you as the person who is dealing with somebody who is grieving, allow them, the bereaver, to tell you what they need. It's not going to be as simple as one, two, three, just be happy. That doesn't exist. But just provide a safe space. Love them. Love them in any way you can, if you can. And then as the griever, you're not going to have the answer until you do. That's just what it is. So I think that's the end of the episode. We'll definitely talk more about different things about grief in the next couple episodes. But that was episode 87. There is no answer to grief. So as always, we'll end on our affirmation. I love you. We love you the way you love the world. Bye, guys. All right, so you are now about to hear our affirmation. I want to give you an affirmation to carry for the week. So from Monday to Monday, you at least have an affirmation that you are repeating to yourself every day. She got faith. Listen, we want to give you affirmation to get through the week. So enjoy. 
All right, and we are in the affirmation portion of episode 87. So if you stuck with us this long, I really, really thank you. I appreciate you. So this week's affirmation is, I am grateful to myself for allowing me time to heal and accept life. And I think um, when I wrote this, I really just gave myself gratitude for taking the time that I needed to grieve and giving myself permission to grieve and accepting life for what it is. It took a lot for me to research and to really understand everything that I was going on. And so just showing myself gratitude. So I am grateful to myself for allowing me time to heal and accept life. And I can't stress this enough. Healing is layered. Grieving is also layered. None of it is linear and it really is an individual journey and what works for you to get you to the point of healing. So give yourself gratitude for giving yourself that time and acceptance. I love you, but love you the way you love the world. All right, we have came to the end of our show. I really appreciate you for listening and sticking with us and coming every Monday at 3 p.m. Central to hang out with us. I appreciate you guys. I can't thank you enough to my listeners, followers, everybody, friends, family who loves and believes in everything that I'm doing. I really, really thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you, but I always want you to remember to love you the way you love the world. And I'll catch you next Monday. Bye, guys.